What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Pixel Splitters, your favorite conversation podcast where two guys talk about movies, TV, you know, camera tech news, whatever news we really want to talk about in the end. That's kind of what we've we've agreed upon at this point. Yes. Uh, as this always, is your favorite podcast. It literally is your favorite podcast. Yeah. You think you have is. other favorite podcasts, but it, it, this is your favorite. This is your favorite. And uh, your two favorite hosts, my name is Josh. And my name is Willis. And uh, how are you doing, Willis? I'm good. I'm good. There's a hurricane here, apparently. <laughs> apparently. or it's or did windy. It, I heard it got downgraded a little bit to a tropical storm. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, yeah. take that as you, as you will. But we hope everyone is staying safe right now because there's some crazy weather going on yes. all, all around the Northeast. So, yeah. Um, if you're not in the Northeast... Like, go outside. Yeah, go the hell outside. It's not a hurricane. It's summer. It's summer, guys. And, uh, and yeah, we got Unless some Unless you're in the southern hemisphere. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm off the deep end here. Continue. <laughs> it's so, okay. it's what, all right. What are we talking about? We're talking about some cool stuff today. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Margot Robbie Pirates of the Caribbean or Caribbean, however you say it. The reboot that we didn't really know was coming and might yeah. not be coming now. Uh, we're also going to talk about can a patent that has just been filed from Canon, uh, showcasing a really interesting new take on one-handed shooting, which um, yeah, whatever I don't means. whatever the hell that means. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get into that. We also have a brand new trailer for the Eternals, which shows a lot more about yes. not only the story but the characters, the tone, the theme, everything about it, and you know, looks looks pretty cool. And then to keep on with the Marvel news, we're also going to be talking about uh, Shang Chi and a little bit of Dis- a little bit of more Disney contra- controversy. I-, I don't know; they can't stay away from it yeah, recently. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> it's very interesting. But yeah, we'll we'll give you all of our thoughts and opinions on all that good stuff. But uh, but let's jump right in. Yes. Pirates of the Caribbean. Now this is something. Uh, this is a th- franchise I haven't thought about in a while, to be quite honest. Yes. I think that after maybe the third movie, I kind of lost track. I'm not sure where they're up to at this point. I think five. So if I I'm think not they're at five. Yeah, I know. There's. I think there were the three main original ones that were like, you know, the the main trilogy to begin with, and they made one that was like not starring Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley. Yes. But still with Johnny Depp. And then I'm pretty sure there's another one after that. I have no idea what any of them are called. Well, there's Curse of the Black Pearl, which is like the creme de la creme. But, um, the OG, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gore Verbinski, I mean. Yeah. Well, I think he did all three of the first ones. but I think so, yeah. Um, I think that's kind of the, the the tipping point was when he wasn't there. I'm also, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> but I yeah, think I think right. we're at five to go back to a simpler time. Um mm-hmm. I think we're at five. And oh, wait, no, I, I think we're at six. Really? Which, uh... Because well, I was just going to say, I definitely haven't seen five. I think <laughs> I saw four, but I, like, couldn't tell you anything about it. I think it there was one part where uh, Jack Sparrow was running on a bridge. That's about all I remember. Classic. Classic Jack yeah. Sparrow. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so we're looking at potentially a reboot. Yeah. And or extension of this kind of franchise, mm-hmm. and we're looking at it from. Sorry, I'm taking over your uh, your your duties here, but we're looking at it from a Margot Robbie vehicle kind of standpoint, um, mm-hmm. because I don't know where Johnny Depp kind of stands with Disney and that whole franchise at the moment. I think. It's I don't know that he's really doing that kind of stuff anymore. Well, he also has been going through this really tough legal battle with Amber Heard, which has kind of made both of their names a little bit undesirable, which because we're not sure how that whole thing's turning out yet. So him, Johnny Depp in Hollywood in general has been a little bit of a sore subject. They're having a hard time. Yeah, they're having a little bit of a hard time. Um, So it's tough to say exactly. But to to come back, Margot Robbie, I think I want to say like last year or something was. Pitched yep. the idea of a pirates film 
starring her, which mm-hmm. I kind of love. Yeah. I think she has the potential to bring like a same kind of level of um, character to to a role in that franchise as Johnny Depp did. Yeah. But now it seems like maybe it won't be happening. You want to talk about why, Josh? Yeah, so uh, last episode, I believe it was last episode, we had talked about the Suicide Squad, which just had just been released. Um, and we talked a little bit about the box office. It didn't perform so well week one, and it really still has not performed very well. Yeah. And the studios have been reconsidering the because basically, yeah, I believe last year she had pitched this idea to them and they kind of ran with it a bit, but now they're doubling back and going, oh, maybe this isn't what we want to go forward with because the last movie you were in didn't do super well, apparently, yeah. which is uh, the the logic. Do- I, I don't follow the logic because as both of us can agree, one of the three parts of that the first Suicide Squad film that worked was her. She was one of those yeah. things that's like she actually worked so well that she got her own movie. Yeah, it was like su- successful <laughs> enough to spin off into something to like maintain the character. Right. Um what what were, okay, sidebar, but what are you saying are the other two successful parts of the original Suicide Squad? Uh Viola Davis as Amanda Waller True. and whoever plays Rick Flagg. I know Joker. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Jared Leto's Joker and yeah. Jai Courtney as the Boomerang Man or whatever the fuck. Yes. Yeah, Captain no, Boomerang. no. But uh, Amanda Waller, Rick Flag, Mar- and Harley Quinn were the three parts that I'm yes. like that actually worked to some extent, and it made sense because they all came back for the second one, or the second first one, whatever the fuck yeah. they're going to call that one. Um, so this just strikes me as very odd for Disney to already be putting the kibosh on all that stuff because yeah. one, she had no nothing to do, as we talked about last episode, she had nothing to do with the the financial failure of the Suicide Squad. Yeah. And like that's the that's the tough thing to say is like your your argument is the last franchise that you were a major part of didn't do well, so we're gonna not put you in the process of another major franchise. Yeah, like but like you're saying, like Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad didn't do poorly because Margot Robbie's not a pull. I would say it arguably probably did better because Margot Robbie is the pull at the box office. Yes. And it's insane, I think, to say at this point that any actor is like enough to completely kill a, a franchise or a movie. Yeah. You know, I mean. Well, I'm sure I, there. Yeah, I'm sure I could easily be proven wrong if I thought about it for 30 seconds. But like I'm gonna, Kevin I'm Spacey roll or something here. like that. <laughs> yes. Okay. There you go. But or Johnny Depp. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like if they put out another Pirates of the Caribbean film with Margot Robbie in like a lead or in like a you know co-starring lead or something like that, I don't know what the plan is, but yeah, like. I'm not going to be like, oh, well, Suicide Squad didn't do well in the box office, so I don't know if I'm going to go see that movie. It's That's an apples and oranges comparison. 100%. It, it, I just don't. So it's, it's very strange. It's one of those, like, I feel like so many of the studios these days are looking at the box office results they're getting during, like, a, the COVID times. During a pandemic. <laughs> during a pandemic and, like, not seeing what they're really looking at if that even makes it like not like, like understanding properly com- yeah like margot robbie is not the reason that the suicide squad didn't have a great opening weekend no like that's an insane <laughs> statement and like it's a really weird thing to say because i'm like that should be obvious like it makes me sitting here like think that like i'm missing something i'm like right. oh you know what like but I don't think I am. I think it's like just as feasible. And like like the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, for whatever you'll say of the the last, I guess, two or whatever. Um, yeah. They are huge money-making machines. Yeah. You know, it's the same kind of thing as like the Fast and the Furious or the Mission Impossibles. It's like what's going on in the latest ones? I have no idea. I It's gotten to the point with both those franchises that I can't really tell you what's happened in one versus like – Versus a different, you know, who knows, like what happened in F9 versus F8 or versus F7. 
which I don't even remember their names like that. Like, yeah, who knows? Like, but they're still. But the, the point I'm trying to get at is they're still all making like a ton of money. Yeah. So like I, like these franchises, it's they're it's the franchise brand. It's not the, the people in it. So like, why not continue? Why not rebuild? Yeah, I don't know. Totally. That was a, a bit of a tangent there. No, 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 for sure. And I, I mean, it's it's weird because I, I feel like we bring this up more and more these days. Tying your the success of a film to the financial success of whether or not yeah. the film did well, I mean, that's not it's not all that you need to be looking at. I mean, they greenlit, you know, or greenlit. They were they were willing to talk to her about, and I think it was a full female cast led film mm-hmm. for the Pirates movie, which already is not something that studios tend to be doing even yeah. these days. Like they were ready to to talk about that with her after the first Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey, which both and after Birds of Prey, yeah, weren't. Inc- I do enjoy Birds of Prey to some extent. I love to see the cut of that, like the director's cut of that film. Um, but both mm-hmm. of those movies were not as good as this film. So it's like, yeah. what are you trying to do? What are you trying to accomplish with this? If it's just financial gain. Well, you're you're dumb either way for not choosing Margot Robbie, like one of the most billable actors of this generation. It's just insane. Yeah. It's just true. She's worked like her first couple of films were like what Scorsese and Tarantino. It's like, are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> yeah, it's and, like and then she's fucking hard. the only person who could truly play Harley Quinn right now is Margot Margot Robbie, and you're gonna say, oh yeah, ah, it didn't do so hot. Maybe. Maybe it's because of you that it didn't do so hot. Well, and here's the thing is like we're actually kind of like making our own counter argument here of like. So if you look at the Pirates franchise, okay, as in like a a, a parallel to the Suicide Squad franchise, I guess you can call it a franchise kind of. That's a weird. Yeah. I mean, it's getting there. It's going to be one. Yeah. Um, But it's like. You had Suicide Squad, which Margot Robbie was in, which was, like didn't do well and wasn't a great film. Mm-hmm. And then you had Birds of Prey, which I like better than Suicide Squad. Totally. But like it's still not on that same kind of like I don't go. That was a fucking great movie. Right. But then you get the Suicide Squad, wherein I do go. That was a fucking great movie. Yeah. <laughs> but like you don't get to the Suicide Squad without those previous two. Yeah. So, like, if you're saying with the Pirates franchise, well, the last two haven't done well, like, you know, I don't know if this is a bankable enough character to move. But, like, the history of a franchise's box office performance doesn't necessarily dictate what the next incarnation is going to do. No. Which is, I think, something that kind of gets lost, you know? 100%. Like, it's, it's odd. It's an odd mentality that... I think Disney is just kind of it's getting away from Disney a little bit, which is really sad to say. But yeah, um, they're fixated on on money, which I get as a big corporation is in a capitalist society. But at the end of the day, we're still dealing with art. We're still dealing with, you know, and most films, I shouldn't say most, but a lot of the well-known films, especially like even Best Picture winners, you know, financially, if you look at them, they're not doing numbers like Endgame or any of the you know Star Wars yeah. properties. They're not doing that because it's not some like I think when you think about blockbusters, and I just recently saw Free Guy, and it was like pretty much the quintessential blockbuster film, mm-hmm. which actually had some heart to it, which was cool. But mm-hmm. when you think about blockbusters, it's more I I think the studios see that as just a way a vehicle to make them money. Which, you know, at the end of the day is is fine because that's what they're kind of there for. But well, and yeah, which is like kind of true. Yeah, it is true. But, you know, you can't just look at the the numbers at the end of the day because films that will go on to be legendary. And, you know, once people talk about for the next hundred years, you know, don't just look at the day, the first weekend of the box office. Look at the yeah. the cultural impact, how people are taking it. Don't just be like, oh, you know, this did $26 million on the first weekend. So let's just throw this completely out the window and blame someone yeah, who had absolutely nothing. Yeah. yeah. That had nothing to do with the the reason that it failed. It's like you should you should look at the fact that she's been the the most successful aspect of all of these films of the DC honestly she's one of the most successful aspects of the entire DC universe at this point yeah 
And I'm Absolutely. not, that's no, I don't think that's just, that's a reach to say. And it's like to say, oh, I don't think Margot Robbie's billable. Come the fuck on, guys. That's well, it's a ridiculous. Like, it's really statement. weird, actually, to, to go down the nerd trail there for a minute. I'm like, yeah, thinking through like the DC universe characters and their like actors. Like, I'm like, I would say the only one that's more notable than her in that entire universe is Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, Batfleck there was fine, but I don't, like, he's not the quintessential Batman, but that's, like, you know, no. harder. True, um, true. Henry Cavill's Superman, sure, but, like. But he's, like, replace him with whoever, and it's not, yeah, it like, matter it's like I, I don't, like, I don't look at Henry Cavill and I go, that's Superman. No. You know what I mean? And, again, I guess it, we're in that same kind of category of, like, well, there's been a bunch of other Superman, but, like. Sure. Um, I don't know. It's It's a weird kind of, it's a weird kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I would be down for a Margot Robbie Pirates movie. Like, that makes me want to get back into the franchise. Doesn't make me want to go watch the other films. No, never again. But, but. if they were like, hey, this is in the Pirates universe, which is weird because I'm like, I don't even know what that means. If you, like, strip out all the characters in the Pirates universe, like, if you don't have Jack Sparrow or, um, fuck, I don't even remember any of their names. But, like, Will the Turner. Blue characters. Or, yeah, yeah. Or, um. um Elizabeth, but, uh, yeah, Elizabeth Swan, yeah, Swan, um, yeah, I'm like I can't even remember Barbosa, and like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like so. If you don't have those, or that when Keith Richards was in it, um, yes, <laughs> yes, like if you don't have those, I'm like, it, it kind of is just like another pirate movie, which I'm sure. down with. That's like the kind of thing we kind of lament from time to time. Is like, why can't this just be its own movie? It's like, yeah, I feel like you could just make a pirate movie. And it could be just like Pirates of the Caribbean, whatever. And like you're not really bound to any kind of pre-existing established IP in that franchise. Oh, so like saying more of a offshoot than a reboot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like you could write a whole script that has none of the characters from any of the other Pirates movies and call it a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yeah. And like you're not bound to anything that's from the previous movies. Yeah. Maybe style and like, you know, visually something, but sure. Music, you could, maybe. You could, yeah. You could tell whatever story you wanted. Yeah. Which is something I guess you don't see that much in franchises, especially when everyone's trying to copy Marvel. I know. I know. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll we'll wait and we'll see who knows if this is actually going to do anything. I don't know that. I think it is. I mean, again, the Pirates movies lost their way, I think, before the yeah. last two films. I, mean, I remember rewatching the second one or third mm -hmm. one about a few years ago, and it was just it was just boring because you think of those movies as like a blockbuster kind of, yeah. you know, have a fun with it type of thing. People give Star Wars shit for having a lot of politics. <laughs> shit. Come on. There are yeah. whole scenes where the, all the pirates are just sitting at a table just talking. Like, it's just, there's so there's so much politics in those films. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, I, I, I'm down for a fresh take or, or even a continuation, like you said, on something like this where they're in that universe, quote unquote, but it's different people. I'm okay yeah. with that. And if it's Margot Robbie, literally sign me up for whatever she's in. She's fantastic. She's yeah. proven herself. I feel time like, and time I again. feel like the more we talk about this more, I'm like, make this a spinoff, not a reboot. Cause if it's like, here's a reboot with Margot Robbie <sighs> as Jack Sparrow. Yeah. That's too not much baggage, work. too much baggage. Yeah. You can't do that. Um, and that, <laughs> and that confines her. Like, I think she's a great actress and like, mm -hmm. let her do her own. I don't know. We're, we're, I feel like we're circling the same point over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> we're down for it. Yeah. You know? Like, I, yeah. There's no way the Pirates franchise is dead. No. It's too much of an established IP. Especially, like, I don't care what Disney says about Jungle Cruise. Like, oh, good God. Yeah. You know, we're, there'll be another Pirates movie. And why not with Margot Robbie? Because yeah. Suicide Squad didn't perform during COVID. That's a stupid argument. It's it's ridiculous. And, you know, Disney yeah. has been going through some really interesting takes recently and, you know, have been doing a lot of things that might not be working for them. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. So uh, speaking of big companies doing stuff that might not work out. Um, yes. Very Canon. Nice. Canon. One of the uh, biggest. Canon. 
Canon, one of the biggest, and I love Canon. You love Canon, you know, for what for what it's worth. One of the biggest. I shoot Canon. Yes, and I. I don't used know to why shoot, every time well, we talk about every time we talk about like camera tech news, I feel like we have to like give a qualifier of like, oh yeah, Josh shoots Sony, and I shoot Canon. Because it gives cards there is on the a table. little bit of a bias. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose. So Canon um, is one of the biggest uh, optics and camera manufacturers that we have today. They've been established for a very long time. Nikon. Yeah, suck it, Nikon. And Sony, to be fair. Um, But recently, they have filed a patent for something that puzzles both you and I. Um, Yes. They've, I don't even know how to describe it. Basically, and we'll try and link this somewhere, maybe in the show notes, so you can look at this, because it's hard to describe. They're going for a design that will essentially make one-handed shooting easier that's what i'm gathering because it's like there's basically a a corner cut out kind of around the sensor like in the middle of where the grip would be so your fingers can kind of wrap around the grip in a way that makes it easier to hold if you're just doing one. well and it looks like on the inside of this like cut out groove there's like a dial in some capacity that lets like so you can adjust your settings while like just holding it. Right. Um. But this looks nuts. And why? And who? Do, I mean, okay. How many times have you gone out and done one-handed shooting for photo? Like that's my thing. <laughs> is or video? Like it's or like, anything. <laughs> like that's my thing. I'm like, this really to me just feels like someone that doesn't know what how people shoot yeah i mean i'll qualify from the beginning maybe i'm incredibly wrong and this is going to revolutionize video and like still shooting but i doubt it like how this could just it? seems like it's something that could be a good idea on paper but like like i don't the other thing i feel like the other qualifier we have to make is like this is a big camera yeah like one DX. This is size. like the size of like a one DX or the the upcoming R three. It's big, so like yeah. maybe that's the kind of thing of like, oh, it's big, but we'll make it easier to handle. But I don't really, I don't know. What do you What do you think? So, I I kind of get what they're, I get where they're coming from, in terms of ease of access and trying to make all types of shooting something that can happen on their systems. Mm-hmm. But I I keep going back to the fact that and. I do want to preface that neither of us are full-time photographers, so it's you know it's not like we're out there every single day shooting portraits or anything yeah. like that. But I'll I'll ask around at work and I'll say, hey, how how many times do you just straight up do one-handed shooting for all your stuff? It's just like I don't. It doesn't seem like there's a market for this in any way, shape, or form at all, because well, in the. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, like, if you're shooting one-handed, you either have to be shooting at a super high shutter speed so you're not getting any sort of motion, anything, mm-hmm. or you have to have, like, 10-axis IBIS or something crazy like that so that you can actually, you know, because it's one hand. The reason people shoot with two hands is for stability. Yeah. And maybe they're well, saying, the, well, you Like, that's the interesting it. thing is I look at this and I'm like, okay, so I've got my one hand here. Whenever I have my camera, like, theoretically, yeah, I could shoot with just one hand. You know, like there's enough of a grip and my fingers are where they need to be to like press the trigger and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I always put my other hand there so I can adjust things on the lens or, you know, stabilize or like, you know, all that. Like it's doable, but like I've never been like, you know what I really wish I didn't have to do? Use both hands. Like what? Like I'm not trying to shoot and like look at my phone at the same time. Like I'm like, I don't understand what freeing up one hand is accomplishing other than like, you know, letting you multitask when you're shooting, which is like an insane statement. Like, well, now that you say that, like I know, but no, nobody shoots with two cameras at the same time. I'm like, I know lots of shooters who have three cameras on them when they shoot. Sure. But they're not doing them at the same fucking time. (laughs) Yeah. Like like around you. And not to mention like the design that we're looking at here only works in your right hand. Right. You know what I mean? So it's not like you can have, two cameras going one in your right hand, one in your left hand. Like it's, yeah. you know, it, I don't, I don't know. It may be again. And maybe we're just like, not, we're look, I mean, we're looking at patent like layouts here. Sure. 
like maybe we're not fully appreciating what it's going to be. And maybe it will have like 10 axis <laughs> Ibis and, you know, like a, just a completely like free floating shutter so you can like walk with it and won't do anything. But right. Gimbal um, inside type of thing. I, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah. is it maybe video oriented? But I don't think so, because then I, I would want it to be coming from like the video side of Canon with like the C300s and things like that, which not the, the design of this is definitely. Yeah, is definitely <laughs> not that. Um, no. <laughs> It's very bizarre. It seems gimmicky. Super gimmicky. Super Like, I feel gimmicky. like we've said this about ca- camera manufacturers before of this seems like I can see what the marketing copy is going to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of like, oh, yeah, shoot your videos with one hand. But, like, don't make f- people focus on the fact that they can already shoot. Vi- I mean, is it for vloggers? If you're vlogging on an R3, you I mean, are baller move. Yeah. Power baller move, move but, but you only, you really don't need this much camera. <laughs> yeah. I'm like looking at this thing. I'm like, can I like put my hand through it from the front and sort of hold it like selfie style? Without You know what I mean? Like that I could kind of see where it's like it goes through and it's kind of wrapped around your hand and you've got like a good solid grip on it. But is that easier than if you just had like a cuff on backwards maybe and around well, if it's the like, grip? That's the thing. Yeah. If it's like if all the weights on the top of your hand, mm. you know, but like I'm looking at this design and that's definitely not what it is because all of the buttons are arranged for like <laughs> your hand being on the outside of it. So it's like, right. And it's, it's a huge freaking camera. Like, I don't think this is something that people are walking around uh, doing vlogs with. I don't know. Yeah, and that's why I'm like, what? Also, what makes this a single-handed camera? Like, I yeah. because there's a cutout in the in, in the middle of it. Like, that doesn't mean like it means you can wrap your hands around it and like kind of touch your yeah. fingers together. But that doesn't make it easier necessarily for single-handed shooting. Well, and it's like if you pick up your camera, I'm like, my hand wraps pretty much as far around my camera. I realize you can't see my hand pretty much as far <laughs> around my camera as it can. Yeah. Like, it's not like I'm like, oh, man, I wish I could wrap my hand tighter. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, I'm not getting all the way in there. This is just not have like a hand grip on it. Is the hand grip built into it's a bizarre kind of thing? I I kind of feel like this is where a lot of these manufacturers are at right now. And they're just throwing shit at the wall because yeah. Specs will only get you so far in terms of people's interest in the public. And I think that if you have something like this where, hey, we're fucking talking about it. I'm not going to probably buy this camera, yeah. but at least we're getting it out there. It's it's an interesting, it might just be like a marketing thing and just to see yeah. how many people talk about it. But I just don't see a single application for this. I really don't. I really don't. Maybe they're just embracing the whole mirrorless camera stuff you barely have to focus on what the fuck you're shooting you can just do high-end shooting with one hand and barely looking at everything because you know it's going to be in fo- like maybe that you know what's interesting it? i'm looking at this there's no side views of this patent mm-hmm. no no right they're, yeah they're kind of it i'm like maybe it's like super thin and mm. you can just like grab onto it but i don't i don't think so i don't um, so, but, but then what would, what would the battery be like yeah yeah it's interesting. We've talked before about like Sony and their kind of what seems to be a mentality of we're going to find all these little niches and just put out a camera for that niche. And like it'll sell to that like demographic and that's all it has to do. I feel like this is that same mentality, but I'm like for the life of me, <laughs> I can't I don't know what that niche is. Right. <laughs> all the one handed you know, shooters. Like, Maybe there's like a huge thing of, you know, people that old, like that only shoot with one hand. It's so bizarre. Like, I know my father-in-law shoots with one hand. Really? But like, well, uh, yeah, he shoots with one hand, but more because he like holds it far away from himself mm. and like looks at the view screen on the back, you know, and just like, I mean, and like shoots for the most part automatic and that kind of stuff. And sure you know, is actually a pretty good photographer, but like. You know, like he looks through a viewfinder and like can't really see it well. So like he tends to like the screen on the back. Sure. But I don't think that's who this is marketed to. It's too big. It looks like it's going to be like a $6,500 camera. Yeah. 
So, <laughs> which like, I don't, I don't see the difference between this and the one DX, and tr- just, and we're talking just in terms of of shape, really. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, because it's made for that too. It's got the, it's got the portrait versus landscape buttons, so you can kind of do whatever you want to without having to add on a grip or something like that. It's probably got the two battery slots in it as well, although maybe not because as I'm looking at it, it doesn't. Well, maybe no, it definitely, it it probably does. Um. But it, it, but uh, I just, I don't know what this gains you. That's the main thing is I don't know how one, this makes it easier for handheld shooting unless it's because it's lighter. Maybe that's what it is. But like you said, you're not wrapping your full hand around your camera usually when you're holding it. So like maybe your pointer finger and your, no, not even, it would be your middle finger and your thumb might be touching at one point. But does that but so, no there's a dial right there yeah so it's very interesting i'm reading i'm like looking through the article here and one of the things it's it's touting is an l-shaped touch sensor which i think is kind of like what you're leaning towards there but it says in addition to the effect that users can change the imaging position without the risk of removing the device whatever the fuck that means what does that mean yeah it is what possible device? to more suitably perform the touch gesture operation on the gui displayed which a user performs a touch gesture operation on a touch set. And also this is translated from Japanese, but right. Like, I don't know what that means. That doesn't mean anything to me. Like a touch. I mean, I guess touch sensors where it's like you can have a more tactile response to like a dial or something like that, but it, it seems just bizarre. I don't know. Yeah. I, as you can tell folks, we're a hundred percent baffled about this. Yes. And it's just, it, it, it we'll just, have to see it. It's, it's, yeah, <laughs> like it's, it, it seems absurd from this angle. And since it's from like the, the Japanese side of this, maybe there's something from the Asian market that we just don't understand. But yeah, I, like, totally. I, I like, yeah, maybe one handed shooting is huge over there, but. I, I don't know. It's like the when we talked about the ZVE10, the Sony. It's like what what is yeah. this? Why are we doing this right exactly. now? Exactly. Except for this makes a little bit less sense. Um, I, mean, I don't know. It's, this it's may bizarre... never come up. This may never come to fruition. This might just be something that they're yeah. thinking about now, and it ends up not working. But that'd be an interesting thing. thing to find out is how many cameras are patented by these major companies that just never happen. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that it'd be tons. easy enough to find out, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you can just find this anywhere. Like, this is posted on a fucking, like, yeah, website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all over the internet. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, well, we urge you to take a look at this because it's very, very... Yeah, we'll post something about it on, on our Instagram, uh, yeah. at Pixelsplitter. <laughs> Confusing. Um, oh, man, I had a transition for that this, like, a minute ago. Oh shit! And now I don't remember what it was. Well, speaking of things that are all over the internet, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. There's a new trailer out for the Eternals. Yes, uh, which is the upcoming Marvel Chloe Zhao franchise. Fran- I guess it'd be a franchise. Yeah, probably there'll be another. I would bet we'll get sure. Eternals too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's an interesting thing. To, but um, yeah. What do you think of this trailer, Josh? So I am super into this. I was into it from the beginning since the first teaser, although the first teaser didn't give us much to go on in terms of pretty much anything characters. And I actually did a little bit of research after that looking into who the Eternals were because I had no real clue about who they were. Um, So I got a little bit of backstory there. But this trailer gives us a lot more in terms of the story, overall story of what's going on in the... um, like in the film and where it takes place in the MCU in general. It also gives us a little bit of a backstory on the actual villains, the each character, their power. Like it gives you a little bit more to chew on, which is what I was looking for. I was in no matter what, but I, I appreciated that they gave us just a little, a, t- a little bit more of what's to come. And I kind of hope they don't do another trailer. Cause I'm done. I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm now. I'm, I'm really, I'm really intrigued. Cause I'm like, who do you see? No, okay, yeah, the D. Okay, yeah, never mind. Cut that. What? Out. Oh, I was the villain. No, I was going to say, I'm like, who do you really see as the vi- villains? Because I feel like we don't see a major villain in this. There's like these like things running around. And maybe that dude that kind of appears to Angelina Jolie at the end there. 
Yeah. Um, true, true. But I, I feel like this does give us a lot more uh, in terms of like storyline, mm-hmm. but like not a lot in terms of like what actually is going on. Just enough. Yeah. So, yeah, like I, I'm super into this this trailer, too. I will say I'm a little I don't want to say disappointed, but I'm a little like, oh, OK, with the incarnation of like their powers and things like that. Yeah. Um. In the, yeah. the like, oh, yeah, like laser beams from the eyes, like standard Superman stuff. Flying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, they're strong. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, you know, there's like seven of them. So maybe I like that might just be what I think, uh, Icarus is that the main guy there. Yeah. Um, that might just be his jam, but yeah, it, it like this for me is, it's really interesting because I think, and we'll talk about this in a moment, but more than the Shang-Chi trailer, this to me feels like here's the building blocks of what is going to be next in the MCU. Yeah. I feel like this is worse. I feel like we're setting up here like a baseline of like, here's what's going on with the Celestials. And I love that we've already kind of been introduced to the Celestials because, you know, there's the whole thing with Ego, who was uh, from Guardians 2. There's nowhere uh, where Thanos goes and gets like the reality stone and whatnot. Like Mm -hmm. that was a Celestial. Like there's these massive things that are already in play and like are taking a step up. Um question actually yeah is the watcher a celestial i don't know it's a totally i don't think so okay okay i was never sure but (laughs) well and the reason i bring up the celestials is because they're like oh yeah we were told not to interfere and you're like by who and then they cut to a shot of a celestial and you're like oh okay oh those guys yeah 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 (laughs) which makes and that's the kind of thing where i'm like i feel like we haven't really been introduced to like the villain in this Mm -hmm. like i feel like i'm like there's like a lot more stuff going on there i do love kit yeah. harrington's black knight yeah who i feel like is just going to be the guy that walks around and goes what the fuck are you guys doing what yeah is this? what is that what the fuck what are you why doing? aren't you what? he's going to be us in the whole situation yeah. of like why aren't you doing this yeah <laughs> the whole cast um, i mean i'm in yeah but it's like it's a really bizarre thing because i'm like like i said i feel like this is going to be sort of the building box of the next steps here but i'm like it's a really weird concept to think of these characters tying in with like Thor or Shang-Chi or Captain Marvel or Wanda or Dr. Strange. Like it feels like a whole different group of people. Yeah. But it feels like the bigger threat. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm super jacked about this trailer. Yeah. Me too. And I do love me some Chloe Zhao. Yes. Um, and some natural lighting. Yes. And not being on a green screen the whole time. Yeah. My God, yeah. it looks so beautiful. And, uh, you know, we talked uh, off off pod about this, but just the style, the tone of everything, the fact that mm-hmm. it's obviously they're using VFX, they have to in these films, but it seems yeah. like it's a little more sparingly than, say, Endgame, which was uh, essentially an animated film yeah. by the end of it, which yeah. I'm... I don't care. It is what it is. But I, I like seeing this more naturalistic take to, to this type of filmmaking because it seems like this film specifically will lend itself to that. Like, yeah, Ant-Man, yeah. the quantum realm or whatever is not going to be like... Quantum mania. Yeah, yeah, quantum mania is not going to lend itself to something like this. But I'm glad that you get to see uh, filmmakers with a very different style getting to actually use their stuff because it seems like she has yeah. had some serious pull on what to do with the style on this. Which is really not, interesting because yeah. we've talked on this podcast before of like Marvel tends to be like, yeah, here you go. Uh, as long as you kind of fit in this box and they're like, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> right. But like, I feel like there's like a, an actual stylistic voice coming through in this film. And like, again, we haven't seen it, so I don't, maybe we're wrong. And it's like, right. All the natural lighting stuff we're seeing is in the first 15 minutes and then. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't think so. I think, I think they gave her enough of a leeway with it because. I don't know. Yeah, they trust her. She just won Best Picture. Yeah. I mean, you got to trust her yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I also love seeing the cast. That's an, It's a diverse cast. I mean, we've got people yeah. from all walks of life. I like that Gemma Chan is the first build on the on the trailer and on the poster. I'm like, that's awesome. Even though you've got names like, um, uh, like Kit Harrington and Angelina Jolie on there, she's the top build. I'm like, that's, that's fucking awesome for all of and this Samuel stuff. And Salma Hayek, yeah. It's Salma Hayek, yeah. 
even Brian Tyree Henry. I'm, I'm the whole cast. I'm Kumail. Yeah. I'm so ready for this. I just I think it's going to be a really cool change of pace for everybody. I feel like he's going to be the the um the runaway with it. Yeah. Kumail. Yeah. Like I feel like I'm like there's enough <laughs> potential there for him to just be like so I'm just going to like have a lot of fun with this yes. and uh <laughs> we'll see where we go. Yeah. Which so. I'm I'm game for it. I uh this comes out what in a few weeks, right? November 5th. Oh, okay. So, so we got some time. Got a little bit yeah. of time. But, but like, um, not that much. Not that much. I mean, time's moving really fast these days, so it'll be like next week yeah. and we're going to be talking about it. So <laughs> we're going to hit we're going to get hit Shang-Chi first. Yes, which I'm also extremely excited for. All yes. of this this next phase in Marvel, they're they're turning a page here, and I'm I'm happy. Yeah. I, I loved the first and second phase, or whatever first one through three or four. Yeah. Um, I loved it, but I'm glad that they're taking a new direction on some of this stuff. Um, well, and like as weird as I'm, like really excited that I'm really excited about this stuff. Yeah, because I remember after Endgame, kind of being like, "All right, that's that it. was fun." I'm gonna go get back into other movies now, and uh, yeah. <laughs> um, have you been watching What If? Yeah, I have actually. Yeah. How do you like it? I've only seen the first. I haven't watched the second one yet. Uh, I think there's just two out at the moment. But yeah, number one was the the Peggy was Carter one. Peggy Carter, Captain America. Yeah. Two is the uh, T'Challa one. Um, yes, it's good. I I think it's cool. I think that. It's I like seeing this type of stuff and who knows if it's going to tie into anything, but I do. I enjoy it. I think I love seeing yeah. alternate universes and stuff like that to things we've already seen and established. And I think they're doing a really good job with it. I think the second episode strays a little bit of away just because yeah. of the the themes are they're They're punching it in pretty hard, which is fine. But, um, you know, it w- didn't have the same whimsy as the first one did. But I'm, I'm down. I'm yeah. ready. I love it. Uh, all this, all this new stuff Marvel's doing. I'm, I'm game for. What did you think of the first episode? I thought it was really good. I thought it was really interesting. It is weird. I'm like, it, I'm like aware that that's not Chris Evans. Yes. In the first but it one, sounds I was like, almost like it, him. it's, it's like, it's like just a weird, like kind of uncanny valley thing of like, mm, that's not quite him. Yeah. Um, but also, it, it felt rushed. Yeah. And that may just be because it's like a very direct comparison to like a full on two and a half hour movie that we've all seen. And it's like, sure, this whole story in half an hour. Right, right, right. Um, But I don't know. I'm I'm on board. I like it's I'm not as like 100 percent. Like I mean, like the second episode has been out for a few days now. And I have like, you know, Loki and WandaVision and uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I was like, it's Wednesday or it's Friday or whatever. You know, I'm like. Yeah, this one. Let's watch it right now. Yeah, it's yeah. more of a slow burn, but I'm uh, I'm yeah. in, I'm involved. I'm into it. Yeah, I like the different the different. T- it's same thing. I was like Friday, and I was like, oh shit, I think what if was yeah. out on Wednesday. Let's watch it like maybe tomorrow or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's less urgent. Less urgent, but I think that's the point. I mean, Loki was like, oh, we gotta watch it as soon as it drops. Like <laughs> this is yeah. this is too good to too good to pass up, and. You know, I think there's going to be, what, 10 episodes of this maybe? And I'm, you know. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'm interested just from the trailer of seeing like the Iron Man stuff and whatever. Um, and yeah, so I'm, you know, it is what it is. But um, but yeah, speaking of Marvel, just because that's yeah. the, the easiest let's one keep, to go with, with it. let's just keep going. Uh, Shang-Chi is back in the news recently as of, I think, a couple days ago. Yeah, and uh, also Disney and controversies back in the news because uh, they can't seem to stop sticking their foot way down their throats with the things that they say. I don't know what's going on with their their PR firm, but like someone needs to stop these people before they yeah. keep because some things are taken out of context, which is fu- which is totally true. But like, well, let's just get into this. So basically. Yes. Shang-Chi is releasing relatively soon. I think that's the next one that's slated to release either at the end of September or something like that. I don't have the date in front of me. Um, But there was a comment put out by Bob Chapek, Chapek, Mm -hmm. um, who is one of the execs. September 3rd for for Shang-Chi. Oh, okay. So yeah, two weeks out, I think. Yeah. Two weeks out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, And he's an exec at Disney, and he basically... He's the CEO at Disney. Yeah, he's the CEO at Disney. 
And uh, wait, was this the same guy who put yes. out the Scarlet? Oh, this yep. guy needs to just have somebody on him at all times. This is yep. bad. So he basically called... Uh, he well, he didn't say Shang Chi was an experiment, but he said it was going to be an interesting experiment to see what happens with this film. And he didn't really go into too much detail about what he meant by that. But he he then kind of doubled back and said, uh, "Oh no, we just mean because we're changing this to also be si- simultaneous release from, you know, uh, yeah, just because I think this was slated to just be theatrical by the time it was out. Then they yeah. changed it, and then we have." Um, some of the cast coming out and not being super happy justifiably because they're saying like, you know, we shouldn't be yeah. taken as the underdog just off the, off the rip as someone that, Oh, we'll see how this movie does because it's an yeah. Asian cast. And, and again, who knows what he meant by that, but it seems like a very poor choice of words, uh, from someone who can't stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I, yeah, I don't know what, what are your thoughts on this whole thing? Uh, from the outside <laughs> I mean like it's one of those I'm like you you look at this film and I'm like this doesn't feel like less of a MCU property than anything else no you know what I mean if anything I feel like it feels kind of like more like classic MCU than like what Eternals is gonna be or what um uh what they're billing uh Doctor Strange and the Multiverse's Madness as or like what uh WandaVision was like this yeah. seems more like here here's your classic go-to MCU film and I'm like like that's it's weird cuz it, it like it it feels more of a safe approach Yeah You know what I mean so it's like to call it an experiment I'm like like it literally just sounds it's like oh yeah because it's an Asian cast and it's an experiment I'm like that I I don't agree with that i feel like this is like just gonna be your solid good like here we go like mcu film right and so like i don't it's a very bizarre i i think you're right i think this guy i maybe he's just not used to being to every word he says being so like directly scrutinized sure but if you're uh, not that i'm like making excuses for him or anything but like, oh, no, if you're no, yeah, gonna yeah. be the ceo of disney like yeah you can't just start throwing this shit around no um, back to back so i don't know yeah like yeah and the whole scarlet thing and like i hear there's news of they want to try and like settle that out of court and all that it's it's turning into a whole thing and i'm like it's weird because a lot of people hate disney i've always been a big fan of disney because like i, I don't know like the mcu stuff notwithstanding like it's disney like they made the lion king they made all of these different stuff things like, like yeah I'm a huge fan. So, you know, there, there's something to be said for that. But, like, they're starting to, like, get into a dangerous position of, yeah, like, we want to do this stuff. But, like, eh, we're not going to handle it well. Right. Which, you know, that's when you start losing viewers and when you start losing popularity and things like that. But to come back to, to Shang-Chi, like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't. I really don't. And when it comes it's, to experiments, um, you know, if, was Black Widow not the experiment? Like, was yeah, that was, not the true was experiment? Was Black Panther an experiment? Like, <laughs> like you know, I just, it, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a crazy. weird, it's a weird comment. Yeah. And it's funny because like when, if they're going to, if they're going to double down on the, oh, we just meant the simultaneous release stuff. Like the only thing that differentiates this film from any other Marvel film is the fact that the cast is mostly not white, which is yeah. So if you're saying if someone's if he's going out there and saying like oh it's it's we're just going to see how this film fares, given it's a simultaneous release, well you just did that with Black Widow. Yeah. Like what? Where's the? And you've just made a major pivot to releasing a lot of this stuff as in the TV format. Like that's the experiment. Right, that's the true experiment. Loki's like, an experiment. <laughs> yeah, like you know, you like what if? WandaVision was like what like yeah. Like WandaVision was, hey, uh, we're gonna do these episodes in like the style of a forties sitcom. Like, I don't know how that's more of an or less of an experiment than Shang Chi's gonna be. It's yeah. it's a weird I don't know. It's weird. It seems like a huge, yeah, it's just that he just said he, he does not think about these things before he says them Yeah, because it's just been indoctrinated into the way that they do things. It's like, 
whether or not he meant it because it was an all Asian cast directed by an Asian director, it's like that that's the way it comes off, regardless of the yeah. way he wanted it to come off. How else are people going to take this when you say, well, it's going to be an experiment? Well, what's the experiment here? Because if it's not because, like you said, this seems like so, so much more of a run of the mill, and this is not to take anything away from the film, but more of a run of the mill Marvel film yeah. than even Black Widow was. It's like, yeah. what are you trying to, what's the experiment here? If not that you're trying to see how like, you know, an all Asian cast is going to fare in an American market. Like if that's yeah. not what it is, then we need more explanation because it's not the simultaneous releases stuff. We've been doing that all year. Come on. It's not a, it's not an experiment yeah. at this point. Um, yeah. So, you know, who, who, who knows? They, they need to have somebody like thoroughly either someone else say stuff or have someone thoroughly vet what this guy is going to say before he says it. Yeah, because and like I'm I'm reading the article here. It's like it's not even like the, it, they're not even doing a simultaneous. Um, oh, no, it's, it's the 45 days. Yeah, it's the 45 day thing, which I'm like, that's like not even that's just like a readjustment. That's like, yeah, well, we were going to do 90 days, but maybe what if we just did 45? Like, that's what everybody's talking about right now. Yeah, you're doing that with other films like you're doing more intense experimentation with that. Like you did with simultaneous releases of black widow and, um, Cruella and all these different things. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> it could just be chalked up to a, a, a poor turn of phrase, but it, I don't think that's what it was. I don't either. Which is really, this guy might not be at Disney for all that much longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which Again, he seems like he he reactively says stuff a lot without necessarily well, to, thinking about it. To to remind our viewers, he he comes from like the parks, de- like department of Disney. Where like he was a, I think he ran Disney World and Disneyland. Like he was their executive in mm-hmm. charge of that, and then like became CEO when Bob Iger stepped down. Mm-hmm. Um, so like yeah, he doesn't. He's not from this world, and like yeah. he's getting a, a stark lesson in what it's like. Yeah, especially no today. And <laughs> love it, love it. But yeah, especially in today's uh, today's climate, it's like you really need to think about what the fuck you say because, especially from a big corporation like Disney, everything that comes out of there is gone over by a million different people on the internet, or two hundred yeah. million different people on the internet that are trying to find things to you know get uh, up in arms about and luckily this guy doesn't make it hard i mean he says things that are just blatantly terrible that's like come on yeah. guys like that you can only like take one away he's, he's gonna get one more before there's like a, a major conversation of like yeah yeah chapik is no longer with disney and uh yeah <laughs> yeah so i think that he... i'm still gonna watch the fuck out of shang chi Oh, I'm gonna see Shang Chi even more now because he's like, yeah. oh, this, make it, make this be the the yeah, make this film cross the billion dollar mark and and I'll be happy during COVID. Uh, yeah, during COVID. This I mean, come on, now. breaks. Oh, man, <laughs> be so awesome. That um, would be fucking hilarious to see them go. Wait, what? Hold on. <laughs> if this just like broke the billion dollar mark when everything else is making like three hundred million dollars and you're just they're like, like uh, are you kidding me? They they would go understand. absolutely insane. And I would love to see it. And we would do a whole it. podcast on it. And we yes. Go, Let's talk about how Hollywood is freaking out. Right now. <laughs> They're all freaking out about <sighs> this shit. Oh, God. I hope that happens. I Yeah. Or at least have it do better than all the rest of the stuff that came out this year. Yeah. And I'll be like, that's just going to be top awesome. of the box office for the year. That'd be great. But yeah. So really Shang-Chi, possible. very, very excited still. Very cooling on Disney at the moment because of stuff. But, you know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see if yeah. Bob keeps his job, and that's pretty much all that we have to say about that. <laughs> but uh, uh but and I yeah, think that's pretty much all we've got to say about everything today. I think so. That's gonna wrap us. That's gonna take us. It's gonna bring, it's gonna us, bring home. us home. <laughs> yes. So let's uh, yeah, let's hop into the recommendations. Why yes. don't we? Why don't you uh, go first this week, Josh? Yeah, I can go first. This I week, feel like I always go first, but then I feel like I immediately like. I, I don't think I've gone first for like six or seven weeks. So it it's not a first. big. It doesn't matter. <laughs> My uh, recommendation is uh, a, a film from 2010 called The Town, 
And it's because yes. I live in Boston. I've been around in Boston a lot these days, and I love that movie. I have it on DVD. I own it on iTunes. It's just, it's the film that made me respect Ben Affleck. Yes. That's just how it is as as everything. I mean, I don't think he acted fantastic in that film, but it res- made me respect him in the Hollywood scheme of things. Um, as I said, directed by Ben Affleck, stars Affleck as the main character. Rebecca Hall is in it. John Hamm is in it. Jeremy Renner is in it. That's Jeremy the first Renner. time I think I saw Jeremy Renner, and it blew me Jeremy away. Jeremy Renner is amazing in that movie. So fucking good in this movie. Uh, Blake Lively's in this movie. Kills it. Oh, murders man. it. And yeah, it's about bank robbers in Boston, which apparently is the bank robbery capital. I don't think that's true, but it makes for a really, really entertaining heist film uh, where Affleck and Renner play bank robbers and they go through a bunch of different robberies and I'm not going to spoil it because it's too good. And again, it, it, it made me respect Affleck as a filmmaker and this is the movie he did before Argo. So it's like, that's kind of yeah. all you need to say about everything. And and yeah, it's if if you love you know it takes a lot from Heat, obviously, yeah. and a lot of I other was films. Say, weirdly, <laughs> a, a very similar kind of film to Heat. It's pretty much Heat, but like a little bit different. It's Boston, <laughs> yeah, which is awesome. Heat's amazing. So yeah, so try and catch it. It's streaming on HBO Max, and you can rent it pretty much anywhere else that you can't find it if you don't have HBO Max. So so yeah, check out the town, and then check out Argo after, and and don't go any further than that. Just keep those two films as your Affleck you know, universe there. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and yeah, Willis, what is your recommendation this week? Uh, my recommendation. So I had something that I was kind of meh, but after your recommendation, I'm going to pivot and, and throw something else out there. Um, it's heat. It's heat. Yes. It's, no. <laughs> um, that thought did cross my mind, but no, um, it's going to be the 2008 film, the hurt locker. Fuck. Um, yes. Which Renner also stars Jeremy Renner in probably this is the first thing that I knew Jeremy Renner from. And this is yeah. probably one of my favorite performances of him of all time. Like he's one of those guys that shows up in, in a lot of stuff and you're like, all right, yeah, that was pretty fucking good. Yeah. Go Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Um, but like this dude can act. The Hurt Locker is so good. It's directed by Catherine Bigelow, who Legend. I believe won the Oscar for it. Yeah. I'm almost a hundred percent sure. Yeah. It won best picture, best director, Best original screenplay, best film editing, best sound mixing, and best sound editing. Um, so six Oscars went to this movie. and So it's a good movie. Not without merit. And it's hilarious <laughs> because it is one of those films that, like, Jeremy Renner is, like, the main character. Also, Anthony Mackie is in it. Uh, That's as, right. Like, his partner. Yeah. Um, but then it's chock full of, like, a bunch of other notable names, but, like, in very small roles like uh Ray Fiennes is in it, Guy Pierce, David Morse, uh Evangeline Lilly's in it for like two minutes. Um Yeah. But it's so good. It's about it's a um Jeremy Renner plays a uh bomb uh disarmer, a bomb specialist. In, yeah, he's like part uh, of the bomb squad in like Afghanistan. Yeah, in in the Iraq war and um it's just so good. It, I, like even talking about it makes me want to go watch it. So that's going to be my too. recommendation for this. <laughs> me week. too. Check out the Hurt Locker. It actually, yes. it's weird because this reminds me a little bit of um, what Black Hawk Down did with their. Like, if you look up the cast of Black Hawk Down, you're like, Orlando yeah. Bloom was in that. You and McGregor like, was in that. Oh, you're like, man, what the hell? Everybody Sebastian in this kind Stan? of became, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just crazy. Yeah, and I will say it's one of the like. There, there's a lot of movies that are like, oh, this gives me like kind of a lot of anxiety watching this. This movie, you're like, oh, the, they could explode and die at any moment. Yeah, <laughs> the stakes uh, are real. Yeah, yeah. Great recommendation. Um, yes. So, so that cool. will officially bring us all the way back to our houses, and uh, yes, and yeah. So, uh, where can people find you on the internet if they wish to, Willis? I, I am on the internet in multiple places. I am on the internet on Instagram at Willis Film, on Twitter at Willis Film. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, Josh, where can people find you? People can also find me on Instagram at Josh J. Fuller and on Twitter at Josh Fuller 33, Fuller with no E. And you can find the podcast on Instagram at uh, Pixels at Pixel Splitters. At Pixel Splitters on Instagram. And at Pixel Splitters. This is Split the exact Pod. same interaction we had like two episodes ago. It's at Pixel Splitters it. on Instagram and at Pixel Split Pod on Twitter. On Twitter. Um, yes. So follow us, please. And yes. uh, 
and like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps us out, especially on Apple Podcasts. If you leave us yes. a review and a five star, that really helps us out as well. And uh, and keeps us going. You know, actually, we'll do it regardless of whatever. So it's true. But please do we, give it, us five like stars. no one's tweeted at us, but we still do these every week. So yeah, because we love it. Um, it's true. It. All right. And yeah. All right. Well, it's good talking to you as always, and I will talk to you next week. Sounds good, man. And thank you, all of you, for listening to this episode.